Welcome everyone to another episode of From Panel to Podcast. You are listening to the heartbeat of America, the true soul of America, two boys who aren't afraid to bag and board their own comics, two boys who pose action figures on their shelves and say, I'm never going to dust that. <laughs> Phil, I don't know where I'm going with this. Once you get rolling, it just kind of keeps going. It sounded good, right? I was gazing off into, I wish our listeners could have seen the look on my face as I was kind of just staring at the ceiling, following where <laughs> you're going, going, where is this going to take a turn to next? I was, I was waiting for you to jump in with how much you love America. Captain America, we love him. <laughs> no? Uh, yeah, I, I, you can't just blindside me with random ramblings about how we're two boys from the Midwest that love America and just want to pose our action figures and worship superheroes and everything else. <laughs> Uh, welcome everyone to another episode. I am super, super punchy. I'm Andrew Reiner. That's Phil Hoff. And, uh, this is episode 19. My pick of the week, Phil. Didn't expect it, but it is now one of my favorites. I cannot wait for the next issue. You're not going to guess this one. I'm going to give you a chance to guess it. You can go ahead and try to guess it. That aftershock or after school, I mean, I didn't even get that dude. Oh. All right. Well, wow, must um, be good, though. Uh, Poison Ivy, number one. Oh, yeah, okay. It was, wow, from G. Willow Wilson and, uh, oh, I'm going to pronounce an artist's name here. Here we go, kids. Marcio Takara. That's probably Mauricio Mar is my guess. Mauricio, Maurice, Mauricio Takara. Uh, this book, it's it has a warning on the cover that says humanity had its chance. She means it. She's Poison pissed. Ivy unleashed in a very disturbing way through this entire book. A plus, 10 out of 10. I, I was like just enamored with this whole story. Uh, what's your take on it? I love pissed off Poison Ivy that's trying to end the world <laughs> with, uh, I suppose we shouldn't go too deep into details, but I thought it was an absolutely fantastic read as well as you follow Ivy on her adventures of a road trip and discover why what led up to it and um, everything in between what her final end game is as well. Yeah. She, you know, she has that special touch that she uses very effectively in this issue. They mentioned the green. I know this is like a big thing with her, but it keeps reminding me of new 52 and Jeff Lemire's run on animal man and swamp thing. And I loved what they were doing there. And this kind of feels like an extension of that yep. to degree. I hope this is ongoing. I hope, she becomes a big new threat in the DC universe. And I also hope that she's not just kind of sequestered off on her own, uh, which I fear might be the case. Like this might not have tendrils or, or roots, let's say. How about that? Roots Ooh, that extend. Not bad, not bad. You got that. Yeah. yeah, some vines or stuff, whatever, that extend to other books. But that's what should happen because this is such a great moment of, she's always been a villain, kind of a in-between, you know. Yeah, she's, like, she's a tweener. Yeah, like, you know, hanging out in in Gotham's Park, whatever that park is in Gotham, basically Central Park. But she's always kind of been there for a while, you know, harmless at times, other times showing, you know, why she should go back to Arkham. This one, it's like even Arkham cannot contain her. She has established herself as a true, true threat. Pick up this issue if you missed it. Absolutely grab it. It is fantastic. Again, 1,000 out of 1,000 points. It's it's remarkable. I agree. So, I also wonder if it's not going to intercept because Swamp Thing is heavily into the green right now as well in the limited run series that's happening. So I, 
I wonder if the two are going to tie together. We're going to get some Ivy Swamp Thing action and not in that sense because Harley would be pissed. What's your book of the week? Um, my actual book of the week, I don't know if I have a 100% book of the week, but I will say my story of the week was out of the DC Pride book. And the very last story, it's a collection of miniseries about um, about Pride Month, of course. Right. Uh, but the last story was written by the voice of Batman, whose name is Kevin Conroy, uh, Batman of the Animated Series, of course. And it's it's him telling the story of how he became the voice of Batman and how Hollywood had beaten him up. There's a couple of things that might trigger some people into it. But it's a, it's a very eye-opening look at Hollywood in the 60s and 70s and how homosexuals and gay people were treated in the 60s and 70s and how he was about ready to get out of the business when he got the calling to be the bat. And I thought it was a, a very, very powerful story that caught me off guard after what was overall a lighthearted, fun issue celebrating Pride. Yeah, and uh, the Poison Ivy one is as well, is a part of that Pride uh, Pride Month or whatever DC's doing there. You know, the, their imprint, they have kind of like a logo on the on the cover. Pick up both of these books. Fantastic stuff. I don't even think we need to talk about Thor number 26, Phil. It's it's, <laughs> it's just Donnie in his playground with his action figures just going nuts. <laughs> just unleashing hell upon not just Earth, but the universe. It, every panel just had me chuckling because we could spoil it now, right? It's Hulk and Thor have merged and created a new entity that yells Thor smash instead of Hulk smash and planets got destroyed like I predicted <laughs> yeah it's 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 wonderful it's coming to a roaring conclusion here pick up the trade if you missed out on these because it's going to be a little challenging to figure out you got to start with what uh, alpha and then alpha get and sure Hulk and Thor and alternate those there should be a trade coming soon I would imagine but uh, I would say a good eight out of ten for Donnie uh you know, he's usually shooting at nines, you know, consistently. I thought this one was just a little little too breezy and a little too punchy at times. But I enjoyed it. I can't wait to see where this goes as a conclusion. Yeah, he's taking a small break from his actual writing skills and just uh, letting two behemoths beat the piss out of each other. And then we have Thor Love and Thunder coming to theaters very soon. Marvel always likes to kind of tie in you know, different comic series to the movies or have a, a comic hero come back for a series at the exact time the movie hits. We're seeing that today uh, with Jane Foster and the Mighty Thor number one. I groaned when I picked it up because I know this exists just because that movie's coming, right? Yep. They're like, let's, let's just make sure people can grab this. If they like that movie, they can get this and maybe that'll be their introduction into the Marvel Universe. The nice thing is it doesn't feel like it's just a part of the movie, you know, like, or just something they created for the movie. Uh, I thought Jane's story was very good in this one, and and uh, they're doing some fun things there. It does kind of neglect everything that's going on in Thor right now, so it's a little confusing, although the hammer is the same, right? Like, Yeah, the hammer like, is the same, but Thor's on a different mission in this. Yeah, so it's one of those... kind of strange. It's one of those weird things. Marvel gets in a lot of trouble with this with, Wolverine and Spider-Man being on five different teams at once and having three different standalone series. And, uh, you know, you're like, wait, I thought he just died or was supposed to be dead. And here he is, you know, palling around with the Avengers. It kind of has that kind of feeling to it. But um, yeah, I liked it. I thought I thought it was good. I, I don't think it is something you absolutely have to pick up. But, you know, if you like Thor and Jane and just kind of want to see 
them together in kind of a fun story. It's it's pretty good. We'll, we'll have to see where it goes. I was moderately shocked at how wordy it was, too, because usually yeah. some of these tie-ins to movies are not even necessarily tie-ins, but things that are released around the same time as tie-ins are just big marshmallow pieces. And uh, I got into this one, and I was shocked at how many words were actually used throughout the course of it to explain the story that was going on, which I thought was good. Um, but on that same Thor complaint, it's much like two weeks ago, I think it was, that I complained about Batman and Talia having an interaction in, in Bat- Batman that didn't wasn't happening in Detective or vice versa, just due yep. to the entire Omega thing. And I, I really wish, I know it's impo- it's not impossible, but difficult for these companies to do to keep things consistent between all the books when everybody's got six different books. But it does kind of throw you off a little bit, having to like re- rearrange your brain from the major thing that's happening and being like, oh yeah, that's right. This isn't part of that story, but it's all part of the same universe. So it should semi still be connected. I don't. I don't know. I don't have the solution. Yeah. So, you know, comics are being written at different times, too. Right. You know, like Donny Cates might finish his Thor. You know, what we're reading now might have been finished in January. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, but I would say, the you know, the editors, you know, maybe can try to keep it a little bit more consistent, you know, right before they go to print and seeing where everything's at, you know, for that week and all that. And uh, again, it's there's just so many different stories, so many comics. It's it's next to impossible to keep it all arranged. Speaking of things that aren't very well arranged, let's move on to Flashpoint Beyond. <laughs> okay. Thomas Wayne and jump like into the leader. time screen. Yeah, I thought I thought we pulled that off pretty well. Um, again, this is still following the story of Thomas Wayne, who's trying to figure out what happened to Bruce, what's happening to the time stream, what happened to the Flashes, what's going on. Uh, I find this read to be more and more interesting with each passing issue. Granted, rolling on two, so that means my interest level went up instead of down, which is definitely a good sign. Um, a character did, in fact, kill himself in this book. We're not going to reveal who. We also get a first appearance of a character, if you will, um, of the issue. Bent. Yep. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. She makes a nice little uh, appearance as a, as a different character, we'll say, which you could probably piece all that together if you know who Gilda Dent is. Yeah. What are you thinking so far of the series? I like it. It's... I'm a little confused why they have this running at the same time as Dark Crisis. I, I just, it's like two DC events roaring at the same time. I'm using roaring way too much today, but it's my Pee Wee's Playhouse word of the day. But it, it is, uh, yeah, it's it's good. I, I agree. My interest went up. I like Thomas Wayne in this role. He's dark and, uh, you know, it's it's fun to compare him to, to his son at times, right? Yep. Uh, another book I loved, Phil. Absolutely loved. Aquaman Andromeda number one. Oh, I didn't grab that. Oh, man. This is a black label. And it has... Oh, it's the Aquaman one, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. It is like a... Uh, it almost kind of has a James Cameron type of feel. Like, the way it unfolds with what's going on under the water. It's a big mystery. They have science teams investigating something. Something alien, they think, under the surface. You know, it, at incredible depths in the ocean. And... You know, then there's Aquaman. He's he's there, you know, along for the ride and beautiful art. Is it Ramvi or Ramvi? Uh that one I'm not going to be able to help you out with. But I'm, I'm let's go with let's go with Ram. Uh, and the artist Christian Ward. I'm not going to mispronounce that. I got that one. Yeah, <laughs> the artist is phenomenal. Black the black label DC. Jeez, just high quality. The paper, the size. I love everything about it. This is another one, Phil. I think uh, 9.5 out of 10 for for an introduction. You got to get this. I know Aquaman isn't your your jam, but he should um, be. I have nothing against Aquaman. I just I didn't grab it just because I was already sitting at a very hefty price tag <laughs> on the weekend, so I skipped over it. 
Uh, I'll go back and grab it this week, though, and I'll uh, I'll read it over the course of the week. And Speaking we mentioned of things that are yeah. jams. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did you read the new Venom? <laughs> I did. I did. Oh, you know, the only reason I got it, I'm going to point this out. Phil Hoff bought my comics for me this week for my birthday. It was such, a, such a wonderful gesture. It was amazing. I, I couldn't believe it. If you think supporting my own comic habit is expensive, try supporting Andy's on top of it. <laughs> and so there I am just weeping happily, just <laughs> joyously in the comic shop until they kicked me out. Uh, it, I was I was so excited. But anyway, yeah, I got it and I read it and go ahead. Well, we kind Let's of had a, another key appearance inside of that Venom of a different form of Venom. What did he call it? The soldier oh. serum something or soldier suit or something like yeah. that. So he's fighting it's, Kang the Conqueror. It's Ven Dumb is what I call it. <laughs> I thought you might enjoy it because Kang was in it. Yeah, Kang is there and he's on the cover of the next one. So I'm like, okay, I'm back for at least one more. This new version, this kind of intelligent soldier Venom is interesting. It's very humanoid and I don't know, you know, still black in color to a degree, but very different. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to make of this. And especially now that Eddie's like having to bounce thoughts off of it and be like, can we do this? And it's like, yeah, we can do this. We can morph into that. No, no, you shouldn't do that. It's against the protocol of this. And it was like, okay, this is very strange. But again, Kang's in it. And that usually makes for a pretty good fight. Yeah. Uh, I was expecting a big fight in Dark Crisis. Oh, that's a bad segue. That's a bad segue. I wasn't expecting a fight. I was expecting, you know, more of why the Justice League is missing. And that's exactly what we got. Mm -hmm. Not a lot happening in this. There's a key death. At least we think there's a key death in this issue. Very shocking gun moment. Again, a big bang. Followed by, uh, we'll have to wait and see what happened. But Deathstroke is up to no good. And I think this might be because of what happened to him, Phil, in the... Oh, yeah, that definitely is tied to war. We won't go into quite what happened to him yet, right? I think yeah, we we'll should wait on that. Yeah, we'll people a couple of weeks on that one. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Deathstroke is kind of being set up as a big villain here. Very strange that a lot of people have no interest in helping find the Justice League or <laughs> see what's what's going on there. Half you know, of everybody's just like, yeah, yeah, they've died before. They'll be back. These are comic yeah. books. They're like, hey, I'm working on the new Teen Titans Tower here. Like, we're, we're assembling this team and... You know, Green Lantern's just kind of like whatever. <laughs> it's like, it's very really flying throughout the multiverse to figure out where everybody is. This is I've done this for the last sixty years. But the art is really good. Mm-hmm. Sam Sampier Sampier Sampier. That's uh, the artist. I don't have it sitting in front of me. I just keep thinking you're saying Zamfir, the pan flute guy. That they used but to be tons. When we were a kid. Tons and tons and tons of art, like <laughs> you know, characters and little details on every page. It's it's really fun to look at and you know the the iconic heroes i guess you know this is not b team but you know not the justice league team uh you get to see them uh trying to piece this puzzle together and see if see if they uh they can save the justice league it's pretty good is it say, is it fair to say that this is the year of deathstroke i do yeah it i think so yeah i think uh not Deathstroke Inc. You know, that's still a, a very strange book, but we'll see if that takes on a new identity in the next issue. But Shadow he's War. Been, yeah, he's been a huge focal part this year. This yep. is the year of Deathstroke. Yeah, I like it. He's one of my favorite villains. You know that, Phil. Another Deathstroke gift and Moon Knight gave, all year long. You gave me the Deathstroke 
omnibus for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Just this sizable, amazing thing. And uh, yeah, you're the best, Phil. That's that's all I got to say. That's what this show is about. <laughs> Phil's the best. Two yeah. boys appreciating each other. Two boys. In the middle of farm country. <laughs> we are. We're like the Kents. Uh, let's see. What else can we talk about? Uh, Twig, number two. Oh, man, I was kind of disappointed by this issue. Uh, why? Yeah, go. Take the reins. Because, so, I want to see this giant universe unfold, and I want to see everything that's transpiring. I want there to be hiccups along the way. And it's no offense to, I know it's only, I think, I shouldn't say I know, I believe it's only a five-issue limited series. But it just seems that it was skipped to location, to location, to location, and there's no big story unfolding that I wanted to unfold. I wanted to watch these adventures happen. I'm loving the story that's being told. I just wish it was a little bit more fleshed out, if that makes any kind of a sense, any kind of sense. Yeah, and some weird leaps in logic. Like they find this ancient device, this elaborate device, and they just start kind of haphazardly interacting with it, mixing vials and putting fluids in it. And then he wears this, you know, cerebral VR headset, Oculus Rift on his head. And all of a sudden he sees, like has a prophecy and you're like, okay, that's cool. But then it just kind of stops. <laughs> You're right. It just kind of leaps all over the place. And, and yeah, like, love okay, the so art. We got to go visit. Yeah, we got to go visit this guy. And there's like no journey to this guy. It's like, okay, we got to make it through the dark pines. Ooh, the dark pines are here. They look really scary. Phew, we made it through. Oh, look, there's the guy that we need. Like told over the course of four panels. And it's like, I I, I don't know. In my brain, going through the, through the dark pines should have been at least five issues. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't know why. Well, I mean, his art is just incredible. I know he's doing a lot of things at once. Mm-hmm. He probably just wants to get this story out there and build upon it over time. But yeah, I think it's it's moving too fast. That's a that's a good call out there. Um, Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man number three. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, go did go for it. Did you not enjoy it? I mean, it's a oh, wonderful oh, I did. Cover to start yeah. with. Yeah, you and got I really uh, really Stone enjoyed. Yep, ripping apart the head of Spider Man. Yeah, ripping apart speeder. Or I guess is he wearing the mask? No, it's just the mask. He's no, tearing the mask, mask apart. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so basically, what we've got here is Tombstone at the end of last issue captured Peter, and he's taken him prisoner to do some things with the Rose or get back at the Rose, I should say. And as Tombstone's pummeling Peter, we get his we get Tombstone's backstory, which I thought was pretty interesting. I'm sure it's been told before, and I've probably read it a hundred times before as well. I don't remember if it's exactly like this or not. But the one thing that really stood out in this episode to me was the art style of the blood coming through Peter's face as Tombstone is beating the <laughs> hell out of him. Like, you could just see it pooling up in his mask and dripping out. It, it was really, again, I, Marvel's going a little bit darker with some of their stuff and a little bit more graphic with some of their stuff, which I appreciate. Um, yeah, again, and I thought it was a wonderful tale of Tombstone trying to set up his entire plan for payback and revenge. Yeah, and, you know, our big fear of them moving too fast they are pumping the brakes as much as they can here. Mm -hmm. It's moving very slowly. I love the pacing of this. I think this is going to be a long-running story. Rhett Legacy issue 897. So you can anticipate in 13 issues, or th in three issues, we will be getting a big, big, big event, right? Like for issue 900, there has to be. Which is silly when you stop and think about it, because it's going to be Amazing Spider-Man number six which is <laughs> right. not a key issue, but then it's legacy issue number 900. Like at least line these things up so that way 950 happen at the same time or something. Yeah. Man, and I'm it is. Today. Yeah. Hey, it's okay. It is, you know, more tombstone story in this one, but mm -hmm. 
but you really do empathize with Peter. Just like Phil said, the the pooling of the blood on the mask that's just constantly there. It just it has you concerned that not is all you know. Nothing's good. Nothing good is happening here for Peter. And um, boy, if that that ends up being the case, it, it's it's a phenomenal read. And yeah, again, go back, get issue one, two, and three. This is a series. You know, I'm going to say that you're not going to want to miss. And I mean, that's not even touching on the the stuff that's going on in Peter's personal life, which you still see unfolding in the background of this as well, like where it kind of keeps flashing out of where he's being trapped and uh, bill collectors coming for him and things like that keep getting like they yeah. keep showing that because of all the hospital bills that were massed after the big fight with Beyond and all that. Yeah. And Mary Jane living her own life. And yeah, it's yeah, you got to empathize with him. This is this is a very dark moment in his his life here mysterious and dark a comic you shouldn't read batman 124 Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> i did not like this issue <clears throat> it's giving me covid it's like it's I'm, I'm, all of a sudden got a cough yeah i did not did not <laughs> did not like this one it's just just kind of a forgettable story uh joshua williamson is is pretty good but this one just i don't know <laughs> it's just like Let's this get issue, something big, yeah. This issue was exactly what it was supposed to be, and that's the small filler issue until 125 when Zdarsky takes over the reins. Yeah, it's just kind of a, a goodbye, like, all right, yep. setting the stage to a degree, but yeah, just just kind of a waste of time. <laughs> uh, anything else, Phil, that caught your eye that you want to discuss? Um. Okay. Um, dear listeners, I'm really sorry for everything that I've ever said about the stupid kids game in the past. I read Marvel versus Fortnite or Fortnite Marvel crossover that happened this week. Yeah. I have to say, mm. I was pleasantly surprised with what went down in it. Yeah. And I also appreciated the fact that it kind of filled in what went on in the previous chapters of Fortnite as far as story goes. Because it turns oh, out yeah. there is a story to this dumb kids game. Oh. Well, it's not very great, not very deep. It is what it is, and it's a story, and there's a story there. And playing the game in zero build mode is a lot of fun, and I'm going to get all five issues of this just for the stupid skin, so that way I can sit there and play this game with Andy at night, and we can collect the pieces of Snappy and make our characters look even more dumb than they already look playing the stupid game. Yeah, well said. Are you happy now? Yeah, and the skin we get in this issue, the Spider-Man, it's cool, and it's a brand new skin never before seen this is something they made exclusively f- with epic for Fortnite. i hope it ends up being in like insomniac spider-man 2 you know like they mm-hmm. they kind of collect all of them and that'd be cool crossover to see but go get that issue hold on to that skin i think you have till 2023 to enter that code if you're not a Fortnite player yet you should be and you should be playing with phil and i because we're pretty good we have our moments. I can't believe I just actually sang the praise <laughs> oh, of Fortnite live and on the air. I'm the one being known to man. This is your peak moment on this show so far. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> um, I'm going to give one last call out to a book this week. Savage, Savage Avengers number two. I wasn't a big fan of number one. I just thought it was kind of madness. This issue is madness as well, but you got Devil Dinosaur. Uh-huh. He's all over it and he's wearing like cool armor and uh, looking like a superhero, looking like a badass and that's worth the price of admission alone. Deathlock, again, good to see him. All the heroes together. There's some some fun chemistry here and banter, and yeah, it's I guess probably everything it needs to be. It's it's savage. Listeners, if you've ever wanted to know know what makes us enjoy a comic book, 
Listen to us talk about Jurassic League and listen to Andy go on about <laughs> Devil Dinosaur. All you need is something <laughs> stupid that actually works, and we will adore it and we will pimp it. By the way, you should go see Jurassic World Dominion. They built they bill this as the end of on the marketing posters and all that stuff. The end of, you know, the the saga, the Jurassic saga. There is no ending to this. It just feels like a side story about something not related to dinosaurs. There's some moments at the end, like the last shots are like, this is it. But everything up to that is just side story. But it's fun because you have all the characters together from both trilogies and it works. There's some good dialogue, some fun moments. And uh, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I like how you just turned Savage Avengers into pimping the new Jurassic Park movie. It's all about dinosaurs, man. That's that's the point of the day. <laughs> boys loving that. Oh, I'm not even going there. All right. Midwest, uh, going to Rapid City to Dinosaur Park. Any other books you want to call out before we get to next week's? Uh, not off the top of my head. Oh, hell, I forgot we still do last week or next week's books. All right, here we go. Wonder Woman 788. Yes, I'm going to try it. Really? I'm going to try this one. Yep, I think it's a... After the Amazon stuff, I think it's finally time to jump in there. You must have a really small week mentally going on, that not as far as your mentality, but like that, of what you're picking up if you're grabbing Whoa. a Wonder Woman book. Shots fired at no, me. No, no, okay. not at all. I agree. Wolverine 22. Yeah, Deadpool. Yes, yep, getting it. Fantastic 444. This is the issue they said, we will murder you if you don't get it. Well, I don't want Getting to be murdered, it. so I guess I'll buy it. Yep. Superman, Son of Kal-El, number 12. It's got uh, Crypto holding what appears to be a football on the cover. Do you think there's ever going to be a week that you read the name of a Superman title and we're both like, yeah, we'll pick that up? If it's like Death of Superman again, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I used to read him all, you know, way back in the day, all that stuff, and, and I, action and Superman and Man of Steel, and I fell off hard and i was like i can't i can't go there um x-men red number three i'm bouncing off that macheted moon knight black moonlight black white and blood number two batman urban legends number 16 mm-hmm. king spawn number 11 iron man 20 yes batgirls wow. number seven didn't you complain about how bad the last issue of Iron Man Yeah, was? I just want one of these to click. It's, it's going to happen someday, right? I hope. Yeah. Uh, Radiant Black, number 15. Yep. Yeah. Spider-Gwen, Gwenverse, number three. Yes. Ben Riley, Spider-Man, number five. Nah. Star Wars Bounty Hunters, number 24. Yep. It has like a ATST doing a little chicken dance on the cover. Uh, unfortunately, I did not like the art of the last issue. Hopefully it's no offense to the artist because any artist that's drawing a comic book is 85 million times more talented than I am. But I did not like the way that he drew Dengar. All right. All right. Well, that's cool. Man, I am negative today. Yeah. Jeez. Down on Star Wars, even. Uh, Jurassic League number two. Yes. yes. Spoil bossy 3D fifth color cover. I'm all about it. Uh, I am Batman number 10. Uh-huh. Captain America, Sentinel of Liberty, number one. Yes. Yep. That's Steve Rogers now. 
Spider-Man 2099 Exodus number two. Yes. Why this is still going. Future State Gotham number 14. I don't understand that. <laughs> what if Miles Morales number four looks like he's turning into Thor? The Walking Dead Deluxe number 41. Yep. Iron Fist number four. Yes. Yep. Savage Spider-Man uh, number four. Yes. That's been fun. Mm-hmm. A little thing called the Sandman Universe Nightmare Country number three. Yes. Uh-huh. Is there a Kelly Jones cover? I don't know. God, I hope so. <laughs> Just ask that in the comic shop. See what they say. Uh, Grim number two. Yeah, cool. Yeah. The Marvels number eleven. No, sorry, Alex Ross. Eight billion genies number two. Oh, wow. yes. DC Pride Tim Drake special number one. Yes. Yeah. Power Rangers number twenty looks like a key death because there's a coffin on the cover. Slumber number four. Yep, I'll grab that as well. What are you going to say about Power Rangers? Um, I was just going to say they quit their jobs and became morticians. Oh, that's a dark twist. But I'd actually read that. <laughs> Farmhand number eighteen. Is that about you and I? Yeah, that is. Midwest? Good boys. Yeah. <laughs> Alice Ever After number three. I'll grab that as well. Doer Power Bomb number one. I'm grabbing that. New Fantastic Four Marvel Tales number one. What? Yes. I'm grabbing that, that because it looks really dumb. Yeah, it's got who is that? Hulk, Spider-Man, Spider-Man Wolverine, Hulk. and Ghost Rider. Oh, yeah. my socks just popped off. <laughs> uh, A Town Called Terror number three. Hulkling and Wiccan number one. Ding ding ding. Picking really? that up. Why not? It's a number one. Okay. Uh, Naomi season two number. Four. Yes, I love that series. Seven Sons, number one from Image. Got a Jay Lee cover. Oh, yeah, I think I read into that, and that sounded really cool, and I think it's on my pull list. Yeah, let me know how that is. I'm gonna. is. I'm already at like 16 books. I'm at 20 right now. What are you complaining about? Norse Mythology, number three, number five. <laughs> now you're just messing with me. Bunny Mass, The Hollow, inside, number two. A Calculated Man, number one, from Aftershock. Looks like a hitman in the 80s, maybe? Cowboy Bebop, number four. Savage Dragon, number 262. Look at Eric Larson go. Is he still writing it? Yeah, I think so. Wow. West of Sundown, number three. Blood Syndicate, season one, number two. Immortal Red Sonia, number three. There's our weekly Sonia. Uh, Undiscovered Country, Destiny Man, number special number one. Too many words. I don't know what that is. Angel number six. Faithless, or Faithless three, number five. G.I. Joe, Real American Hero, Saturday Morning Adventures, number four. <gasps> That's a lot of words. <laughs> Jennifer Blood, number nine. We, we Ride Titans, number four. Looks cool. Looks like a guy uh, talking to Godzilla or something on the cover. See, I think you say things like this to try to sell me on more issues than they already buy. Like, you kind of segue off onto like, oh, yeah, look at this cover. It's got this on it, huh? And I just don't bite half the time. Uh, Bill and Ted, roll the dice, number one. That looks cool. It's got, like, uh, Bill and Ted on horses on the cover. Oh, I thought they were going to be playing crap, so I would have bought it. I got nothing there on that one. Uh, The Ocean Will Take Us, number three. Manor Black, Fire in the Blood, number three. Endangered number one from Blood Moon Comics. I'm not familiar from 
with that imprint, but it is a giant spider putting one of its tendrils into the planet. Hmm. Yeah, that that's sold. Hmm. I can tell. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm interested in that. If that's at our comic shop, I got to look that up. Yeah, I probably will too. And then the last one I will call out is, uh, let's see here. The Illusion Witch, number one. And uh, yeah, that looks like it, Phil. I thought Devil's Highway came out this week as well. I did not see it. Yeah, did not see it. But I have probably 20 books. Yeah, I mean, exactly (laughs) 20 with two or three question marks, which will end up in my pile as soon as Neil or whoever might be working, Neil, Nora, or Eric goes, hey, look at that. Have you seen that cover? It'll be the giant spider sticking its tendril into the earth, and I'm going to be like, yeah, okay, fine, I'll buy it. Yeah, that's mine. Remember, don't forget to get Fantastic Four. Like, I don't want you to die. We need to do this show. It's, it's, I already yeah. added it on to my poll list on League of Comic Geeks, so it yeah. should be sitting in my folder tonight. Okay, yeah, the editors are very clear what would happen to us if we did not read this issue. So hopefully it's good. Hopefully they got some big reveals in there. Uh, hey, nice job again, Phil. And uh, yeah, thank you again for the wonderful birthday presents. And uh, thank you all for listening. And we'll be back in seven days with another episode. See you then. Take care.